This presentation was from Yorks Australia 2017, held in Sydney. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit yorksaustralia.com.au. I would like to introduce Adam Faulkner. Um, his company is called Blue Egg, uh, and they're a, a lovely little agency here in Sydney, doing some great work. Um, and today Adam's going to talk to us all about being um, culturally inclusive. Thanks. Thank you. Hi, guys. How's it going? It's going really well, Adam. Great. <laughs> Amazing. What a crowd. So good. Um, so, yeah, so today I want to talk about culturally inclusive design. I'm going to do that off the back of a case study, which was one of our clients' hotels combined that we did some work for earlier this year. So we'll go through that, and I'll also try and provide you a little bit of a framework of what I think could be, could be useful. Um, but I'm a scientist, so we're going to do a bit of an experiment. Oh, God, why? Anyway, so we're going to do an experiment. What a great idea. PowerPoint, presentations. Anyway, what could go wrong? Um, so what I want to do is I want you to go to zetings.com forward slash Faulkner. Do it. Do it. Chrome. No apps. Nothing. Just zetings.com forward slash Faulkner. These guys are a cool startup based out of Tankstream. They'd kill me if I didn't use it, so it's great. Um, no, it's a really cool, really cool idea. So everybody jump onto that, and then you'll be able to see my presentation on here. Is it working? Oh. <laughs> Those chills are, oh, it doesn't work. Don't worry, we've got a backup. No, we don't. How are we going? Is it working? Someone go, yes. Someone nod. Oh, boom, amazing. That's great. I am happy. Okay. Um, so also be kind to me today because it's my birthday. So there you go. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> 40 today. Oh, God. All right. So let's have a go at this just because I just want to orientate you. I wouldn't be doing a good UX. I'd be doing a bit of a sucks if I didn't. Um, we want you to vote in polls. So I'm going to put up some polls through the presentation and you're going to vote. And we're going to see it live. Oh, wow. Um, and because we're short on time, whack some questions in there. I'll respond to them after this and put them up on, on Twitter. OK. All right. Cool. OK. So, what sort of job do you do? Go. This is a little bit of a test. We're going to get any responses. This is where, it, oh, there we go. What do we got? We've got experienced designers, visual designers, none of the above, but I'm here to learn. I like that. I think I'd probably put that. A few developers, where are you? That's okay, you're allowed in. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. So, we're doing okay there. All right, we're all getting the hang of this. This is working well. Okay. Right, nerves are gone. I'm happy. Okay, so, hotels combined. Hotels Combined is a really cool Australian business. They set up effectively what they do is they check out all of the other hotel sites, give you a best price or a consolidated price based off all the other brands, right? Set up a few years ago, really big company now, all different countries. They're doing really well. Some countries, they're kind of like, why are we doing well? I don't know. Keep doing what we're doing. What are we doing? Don't know. Keep doing it. Um, so, and other countries like Australia, they've kind of got an idea that it works and and so they, they sort of push content in one way or the other. But that's not great, is it? Kind of an idea. It's sort of, okay, I think this is working. No, it's not working. All right, it's like a divining rod. That's not really going to work out either. All right, so what was the client brief? The brief was to gain a deeper understanding of primary users' behaviour, all right, um, their attitudes and thoughts on the current experience. So a bit of confusion or a bit of difficulty for them is that they don't necessarily own the relationship with the user. So that makes it tricky. 
And then further, they said, well, we wanted to learn more about users, particularly in Sydney and South Korea. Okay, we can do that, no problem, easy. Uh, so what we had to do then is think about how would we approach these different markets. Now, you know, my hypothesis and the hypothesis we had was pretty clear that I think cultural awareness and inclusivity is important. Okay, so, but it should always start with research. The really cool thing that we've seen recently, particularly in the last, I think, 18 months, Blue Egg anyway, is clients taking research seriously, thank God, um, where they're actually seeing that we can give them insights, which is cool, where we can actually deliver them things because they're not the user. Okay, that's an awkward conversation. But once you get past they're not the user, we actually can start it all with research, which is great. So being able to start with research meant that we're really able to deliver cool insights across countries. But how did we do it? So who is the user? Now, that was a good question. They don't own the relationship. So how do we know who the user is? When I say they don't own the relationship, you go to hotels combined and you go, okay, bang, 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 bang. Okay, I'm going to Melbourne. I've got a budget, happy days. All right, am I going to book it with Expedia? Am I going to go to Booking.com? I'll go to Booking.com. Go to Booking.com, boom, lost. Right? Now you're going to get 500 emails from Booking.com every day about how cool Vancouver is. Well, that's what I'm getting anyway. But <laughs> so, And now they've lost the relationship because the relationship is now over here and it's left. It's an exit point. It's a break point from hotels combined. They don't capture those details. So they know that it's gone to the, to the OTA, the online tra travel provider. They know it's gone there, but they don't know the details of who's gone there. So they know that it's converted, so they get some money, but they don't know who that person is. That's a bit hard. So how do we work out who the user is? A lot of massaging and a lot of analysis kind of helped us with this. We really had to use a lot of analytics. Um, we really had to learn a lot from some industry reports, Nielsen reports, travel reports, all sorts of stuff to really give us a lens on who it is, who is the user, um, as well as their current interactions. They've got an app, they've got websites, they've got significant traffic, which means that the subset of data or subcategory of data that you get from Google Analytics is statistically significant when you're talking about 6 million hits a month, something like that, so it's pretty good. So it means that we can get a bit of an idea that you've got 25 to 34-year-old females, right? which is interesting. But we talked to a lot of the internal stakeholders to gain insights. There's a lot of guys we spoke to, a lot of guys, uh, which is great. You know, a lot of guys, they're good, have a chat, how's the footy, that kind of thing. Um, but that's a problem when we identified that their main users were 25 to 29-year-old and 30 to 34-year-old females. So what that meant was a lot of guys who started the company, a really awesome company, were a little bit out of touch with exactly what content and what the journey was for their users, which is why they were finding it a bit hard. We had to engage them a little bit because we just wanted to make them feel okay with the process. Um, and we did a lot of workshop engagement to make sure they were aligned with how we were going to research. I think this is important. Just make sure you do this. It's really important to bring your clients along for the ride because you don't just want to create a research plan and come back to them and go, well, this is the questions we asked all of these participants. And they go, well, why didn't you ask this question? So it's really important that everybody's involved. All right? um, some of the tools that we use, and I'm just bringing up tools as we go. Post-it, hopefully you already use that. If it's a no-brainer, then great. Um, it lets you to move post-its around digitally. Anyway, it's a good tool. Use it. Um, and MindMeister, I use quite a lot for mind mapping. Um, and also it's a good collaborative online site mapping tool. So anyway, but that's quite useful for workshops. Um, so, we recruited 40 participants, 20 in Sydney, 20 in Seoul. That was cool fun. The really cool thing about this, rather than insurance, sorry if you work in insurance, um, uh, is that 
is that people really care about, like they like travel. It's great. It's like, what do you, do you want to come and talk about travel? It's like, yes. Do you want to get money for it? I guess so. You know, do you want to come and talk about the last time you bought a green slip? So, you know, it's really awesome, which meant that we had no problem recruiting people. Little tip, we use Airtasker. Airtasker is really good, really quick, really reliable, significantly cheaper. I can turn it around in a week rather than traditional agencies that take like two weeks and I get the wrong person. You know, screening question, have you sold a house or sold a house in the last six months? Tick, yes, come in, sit down. So, tell me about the last time, well, tell me about the house you sold. I haven't sold one. Okay, that's not going to work, is it? So, you know, I think you'll find Airtask is pretty, pretty useful. Um, and then we also used our network locally of engaging with uh, experts, language experts, South Korean language experts to help us with um, recruiting people in Seoul. So we had a bit of a hypothesis again that there'll be some consistent insights across both countries, but uh, uh, content engagement and priorities will differ between the cultures. So that was the hypothesis, is that you know, booking a holiday, there's going to be some consistencies, there's going to be some similar themes, but we're going to deviate based off what they think is important and what's not. I, I went along to Enterprise UX a couple of months ago and I heard Sam Yen talk, um, who's the head of design at SAP, and I just think this is a really good quote to be mindful of when we are doing research, is that we're problem-finding um, I think that's really important is that we're not looking for the solution, we're looking for the problems um, and we're finding them, we're trying to find those problems because that, as he said, often leads to breakthrough innovations. Um, he also apologised for SAP profusely, um, but I, th I quite like this pattern. <laughs> this is a good quote. <laughs> so in Sydney, what did we do? We interviewed 20 people in our lab, we've got a lab at Tankstream Labs, I uh, know it's a lab lab, or a lab in a lab, um, anyway. Um, so we interviewed 20 people face-to-face. -face. always prefer to do face-to-face -face if possible. Um, and asked broad questions to better understand the journey. Always go broad. I'm, if I'm telling you stuff that's blatantly obvious, I apologise. Um, and then conducted usability testing and current experience as well, which gave us a really interesting um, perception of what was going on. And hopefully this video plays. What was really interesting was as they went through we found there was all sorts of exit points as they went through screens and what they did. And we were constantly asking them questions along the way about what they thought and felt. Um, the problem with mobile patterns, and particularly when they go from one tab to another, I kind of thought, oh, that's a no-brainer. Everyone just goes from one tab to another. That's easy. You can get multiple tabs. Just open them. No. Trouble. Having big trouble. How do I get out? Oh, oh, oh. It was really concerning. And so we found this was consistent across most participants is that they didn't know how to escape or get back to hotels combined to the point where um, this participant, she, she really started to get quite stressed and kept pulling it down. Like there's a bit more pulling down action, kind of a bit sort of up and down here. What do we do? Right, not sure. Kind of refresh the screen a few times. There was a problem with filters, unfortunately, because she was being taken to a YHA when she wanted to stay in CBD of Melbourne. So that was a problem. Um, and we kept, let's see, here we go. Come on, keep scrolling down, up, down. Uh, it was, obviously, I sat through this, so it was time I'll never get back. But um, <laughs> so we'll just, it's just going to go up and down here, which is great. Um, there we are. Okay, no, she doesn't want to do this. Um, so, and it eventually resulted in her pulling the screen down so many times and then holding it down with one hand and cross. 
right? It was a mission, but she's back. Amazing, happy. Hey, what do we think? Success? No. System usability score? Is it above 67? I don't know. I feel like it's not. Um, that was a debacle. Anyway, so, um, but they're all useful artifacts to be able to share with clients, right? And share with stakeholders around why things work and don't work. Um, and then for Seoul, we engaged with local language experts. We needed to do our research plans completely in, in Korean language, right? So everything was in the Korean language. We needed to ask questions in Korean. We needed to do 20 face-to-mobile interviews, which is a little bit of a hybrid of a quant and qual. Kind of like a think video survey, but not, um, where we're able to ask questions and they're able to respond on their phone um, and give us those responses, which is pretty cool, which allows us to have some good video art artifacts. And that video worked. That was good. <laughs> and so we got a whole lot of videos like that where... Um, so Chacho was talking about her holiday with her boyfriend. Um, and again, we were able to translate, but also translate with any um, cultural interests or differences or concerns that came up. So it's really important that when we were talking about people in Seoul, we didn't ask them questions in English. Now, I know that sounds like, again, a no-brainer, but it's a pretty standard process that people would ask some questions in English and then get very limited responses. Um, and, you know, the, the responses are certainly nowhere near as engaging or as interesting as if you actually ask them in their local language. So the journey for mobile. Um, so we kind of came up with some consistencies. You know, they were, they were social, they were looking at stuff, they were getting inspiration, they were aspirational, you know, they kind of saw ideas, they were watching Getaway, probably not. Does anyone watch Getaway anymore? No? Is it even still on television? Okay. I am full for now. Um, so validation of reviews, right? So reviews played pretty highly and then Hotels Combined kind of dropped in there a little bit. It's quite early and then it disappeared again while they looked at flights and accommodation. So the problem for Hotels Combined was memorability. How do they become more memorable in a journey that is really caught up in excitement and booking and not really in the comparing part, which was their challenge. And then the desktop. Um, interestingly, a lot of people who are a lot of the participants, 30 to 34, in both Sydney and South Korea, said they did their serious work when they were on the desktop, which is great. Apparently, desktops are quite serious. Um, so that was good. Um, and then, you know, right through to comparing again. And people like Google are obviously direct competitors to this because you're serving up content like that as well, and then through to a transaction. So rank these in order. Which do you prefer to message with? OK. So WhatsApp's sitting at the top so far. WeChat second. That's cool. How are we all going? We've done it? Yeah? So that's interesting. So obviously WhatsApp being pretty popular from a, um, an Australian perspective and WeChat being pretty popular from a Chinese perspective, um, WeChat being kind of the number one over there, um, and then Kakao Talk being the number one in South Korea. So if you're in South Korea, you only use Kakao Talk. Um, Oh, Facebook Messenger. Oh, it's moved. There we go. Okay. Text message has moved up. Wow. Boom. Did you put text message there, Ben? We'll talk. Is that... <laughs> WhatsApp's back then, mate. WhatsApp. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm getting giddy. All right. WhatsApp wins. All right. So <laughs> the, the, um, the, insights in, the insights in Sydney, well, the key themes were uh, participants really cared about location. Obviously, they wanted to know where the location was. Security and transport. Now, security featured super highly. Um, and hotels combined were like, really? Because, again, lots of men going, why are we worried about security? And lots of female participants going, what are you talking about? 
of course we're worried about security. You, what's, that makes no sense. So that was a really big disconnect to start with, which was consistent across both participant groups. We started to start to go, well, you know what, actually we've got to think about this properly. Um, price was important. Imagery we needed to worry about, and that's kind of one of those things that people care about where they're staying, what's the room look like rather than the conference room. They want to know what the bedroom looks like. Um, reviews. Reviews were important for 25 to 29-year-olds, but not so much for 30 to 34-year-olds. 30 to 34 were sceptical. 25 to 29 kind of went, yeah, great, boom, amazing. 13,000 reviews. Who from? Doesn't matter. 13,000, though, that's so good, right? <laughs> Whereas 30 to 34, you went, really? I don't know about these reviews. I'm just going to stay there anyway. How was it? It was terrible, right? <laughs> um, and then comparing hotels. And communication was right down the bottom. Communication, though, for Sydney was really kind of email. Um, email was how they were kind of happy to be communicated with. Um, people were reluctant to give you phone number because it's like, oh, does that mean you're going to keep calling me? Um, so email was really the, the, the medium that they were very happy with. For Seoul, on the other hand, privacy and communications was, was number one because they're constantly perception, they're very sceptical and constantly bombarded from apparently China, with hoax emails and elaborate email scams to the point where their privacy is very important, they're really worried about communication, and they will only communicate through Kakao Talk. So it's not just a, they use Messenger or they use Kakao Talk. It's, we need to use Kakao Talk, right? And Hotels Combined wasn't doing that, right? So they were using email, and if you send them an email, it goes into spam and they don't read it. Right, to the point where they won't answer any phones unless it's through Kakao Talk because they don't trust landlines, any other number. So it's a really big deal. Um, and that was a really important learning to know that we've got to be able to communicate with them properly. Um, and you know, other things around location and price were there, reviews was there. Inclusions, free cancellations, is there free breakfast? Is there a free breakfast? Good. Okay, tick. And language. So can I actually go there? So this was actually resulting in a lot of participants booking Airbnb because they didn't have to go through any awkwardness of a reception and not being able to speak to people, right? So they were booking Airbnb because it's easier. I get the keys, I stay in my apartment, I don't have to talk to anybody, I'm happy, right? So how do we address that? How do we make them feel comfortable? How do we let them know that the hotel does have people who speak Korean and they'll, they'll feel welcome and it won't be awkward, you know? So that was really important too. So some design impacts, right? So content, really important. Iconography, really important. You know, how do we make sure, sort of the same adage around the padlock for CBA, you know, go to NetBank or go to your, you go to your, your CBA phone banking app and you go, okay, I want to do some banking and there's no padlock. God, this is not secure, right? Put a padlock there. This is so secure. This is amazing, right? So it was around finding the similar iconography for security, making people feel secure, making them feel like it wasn't going to be a be a shocker, um, so that was really important. Um, the hierarchy of content, where that went, how do we escalate content from one place to the other, and then the communication, so really recognising the communications and being really on the money with that. Um, some tools that we used here were Verbate, um, it's another Australian startup, um, and Lookback, which isn't an Australian startup, but it's probably one of the ones that I think you're probably already using. If you're not, it's, it's one that I've found the most reliable so far. There's lots of other things you can use with reflector and all sorts of stuff, but I find they just go Pfft. So this seems to be pretty good, all right? But um, there's always ones coming out. Okay, so which region of the world were you born? Go. Last one, I promise. Oceania is working. 
Oceana's. I know. I'm. Look, I, I went through. I know. I know. I didn't design the category. I know. I knew coming after Donna, this was going to be tough. Sorry. Um, but the. Um, but anyway, so Oceania is winning, even though it's a terrible name. Um, and then Asia's coming in second. European Union. Um, Eastern Europe. That's pretty cool. So I'll go to the next page, which seems to be taking a while because of all these categories. So here's the thing, right? So nearly 30% of the Australian population was born overseas. So that's like 7 million of us. So that's a lot. Um, so I think if we start just assuming that everybody's got the same needs and wants, that's a bit dumb, uh, really. So it kind of needs us to, you know, if we only went by linear tools like Google Analytics and we go, okay, well, we, we've got this group and this sort of stuff and we can see some behaviours, we're really completely missing the point. We're missing the point of culture. We're missing the point of what people need. It's really important to think and talk, right? Qualitative analysis. We can't get better than that. Talking to people face-to-face, -face, getting their thoughts and feelings, you won't get any better than that. That's super important, right? Because when we identify the user, not just for users across countries, but locally in Australia, we need to be mindful to dig deeper. Please dig deeper. That's what I want you to do. I want you to really dig in who is the user, what is it they need? If it is the average Australian who is the 38-year-old with, you know, married, two kids, two cars, seven dogs, right? That, we need to dig deeper on that person, right? Because one might have a West Highland White Terrier, one might have a Pomeranian, right? So, you know, we really need to know a lot more detail. So a bit of a framework just to sort of finish off with what I think you need to really think about is that engage language and cultural experts if you are if you are getting involved in digging deeper, it's really important that we understand in their own language who we're talking to, all right? Don't just do a research plan in English and say we're talking to people from China and Korea and Japan because that's, that's stupid, right? You need to do three research plans, one for people from China, one for people from Korea, one for people from Japan, right? Because that makes more sense. There's going to be cultural differences. Develop research plans in multiple languages. Um, facilitate interviews in a face-to-face -face or face-to-mobile approach. Um, and develop hypotheses that recognise potential differences, please. I'm a scientist, right? So I always do hypothesis. Please do hypothesis that um, recognise potential differences because it will always help you and do a hypothesis in general, right? It's important because then the, that's the whole point of the research and the testing is validating proving evidence-based research, happy days. Um, thank you, guys. Thanks for the experiment. We hope you enjoyed this presentation from UX Australia 2017. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au.